1: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. You
0: guys just stink today. <laughs> you just stink. I, wow. I, I think I've been great. I, I was going to how you great. You spiels, know, we, we've well, had... You're kind of stinky too, Danny. I'll be honest. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> Afternoons on the score. And the air out towards left center. That one on its way. See ya. Say a Suzuki touches them
0: all. With the call that he workshopped right here on the Parkinson Spiegel show for his <laughs> signature Sayus Suzuki home run call. I, I forgot that. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. We'll check in with Boog at some point from uh from Arizona.
1: The Boog person. The Boog person.
0: 15 minutes from Poles position. Uh, Jed Oyer spoke today. We'll play it in a minute. Sayas Suzuki's got the moderate oblique strain. E-E-E. He bulked up and he got huge and already having some problems so before we hear what jed said is Saya suzuki just position players first second or third best player on the team now that dansby swanson's here
1: um god track record in the bigs i gotta say second but track record in japan and potential was absolutely on the table that he was going to be the best player on the team this year
0: so you have him above hap
1: I I do because of the the power potential and a much more important position in right field with great instincts.
0: Okay, I think that I I think the offensive upside makes me agree with you. Um, Hap obviously coming off an All Star season, in theory, there's more to go yeah. there. Ton of leadership.
1: Those are your top three, and uh, Nico Horner could uh, bang his way into. Into that, those those are probably your top four players. Who knows what Cody Bellinger is going to be offensively. But in my mind, like two weeks ago, I was thinking Seah Suzuki. Remember, I was talking about overdrafting him in fantasy leagues yeah. and betting his overs. Like, I thought he had a great offseason, was ready to go, and the comfort level, yada, yada. So, I, I had a high ceiling for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think everybody did. I think yep. it's a huge – so, I wanted to kind of get that out there because he's clearly a top three position player on the team where your own personal belief is in whatever type of leap he was able to make in his second year in the big leagues. Yeah. And he's right in his uh, athletic prime. Uh, you know, I would I would think it's supposed to be Dansby Swanson for the, the contract and shortstop and all of that, but – Uh, You need need a few of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, regardless, top three position player on the team, already with a significant injury, off of being bulked up. Here's what Jed Hoyer had to say about it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. I think you – got himself in such great shape over the winter he was obviously turning heads here um, I think he was excited for his you know, first you know real season real spring training getting getting used to everything and uh, obviously it's a setback but you know it's actually in some ways better now have, have it happen now than have it have it during the season and now just get him healthy and get him get him back and get to playing so I, to me a little bit of it was uh, um, like a wake up call for, for, for us it was like hey this is what happens so, you know as I always say, you write your lineup down, and, you know, in the winter, it's never the lineup you write during the season. You always have injuries and things to deal with, and this is the, the first thing to for us to deal with from a depth standpoint. We can certainly handle it, but the important thing is getting him 100% healthy um, and getting him right. And... You know, I know you guys will ask about opening day or ask about return to play. and It's really just about making sure he's totally healthy. We don't want this to recur. We want him to have a, a really good season, and the best way we, we can do that is really get him you know, back to 100%, and whenever that happens, we'll do it. I think a lot of bad decisions are made um, around opening day. It's one day and like on the calendar, but people rush back for it, and we want to make sure that we are patient. Uh, if he makes it back for that, that's great, but that's not what we care about. We just care about getting him totally healthy. And then how do you view the outfield picture, you know, guys like Talkman or DeLuzzi or some other non roster guys, but in addition to some of the younger players in camp too? Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely gives some guys um, opportunity to, uh, to make the team that might not have or might have been uh, facing a different competition. So uh, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll obviously have a lot of conversations about it um, through the rest of camp, but um, it's too early now to really say much as March 2nd. Sia so talked about wanting to, you know, still keep his body strong through this process Do you guys reevaluate or I don't even, that might be the strong word of, of just kind of the approach that was taken in the off season with the diet and then the weight gain, the the muscle added, do you guys look back and, and say like, you know, does this have something to do with the oblique or is it just too random of? Yeah, it's probably hard to ever know. I mean, certainly, you know, weight training generally reduces injuries, not, not causes injuries. You know, I think that he he obviously got really strong. but I think in the return to play, we'll certainly make sure we work on his mobility and make sure that, you know, he wants to maintain strength, but also, you know, maintain mobility. And that's what we'll work on during the return to play.
1: Man, so so mixed Woof. in there, right? Mixed in there was the <laughs> phrase, uh, strong unlikelihood of opening day? Yeah. So, yeah. Was, was that the turn of phrase? Strong? Yeah. Bad. just
0: he didn't even seem terribly interested in opening day. He said sometimes bad decisions are made around rushing people for opening day, yeah. and we want him to have a very big, productive season, so if he makes it back, great. If not, that's okay. We're gonna be cautious with it and make sure that when he comes back, he's good to go. But you can't control that with injuries. We've seen that time and time again. This it takes away spring, and then it'll be a rehab assignment, and then I'll have to get his timing back and Yes, you you could overcome it and still play in 140 games. Sure, I suppose that's possible, mm. but it strikes me as unlikely.
1: You ever um, you ever injure an oblique muscle? You ever have like or any like core? muscle in there
0: yeah i mean i'm only like 90 percent sure what the oblique is but yeah core muscle sure yeah it's, pa- it's painful yeah
1: the, the oblique is mm-hmm. it is is in here I, I, i've done it it's in the chest like near the ribs yeah, i've done it you're rubbing yourself yeah,
0: you're, it, yeah, you, yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, giving yeah. it to myself should i wait till like, i get home for
1: that <laughs> yeah probably yeah um but you know i remember thinking that it was a rib like i cracked a rib yes. or something like that
0: yeah it you you often like after with golf and like the the twisting of the sports, it's, a, yes. it's very 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 painful.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm sure there's lots of golf examples. There's so many baseball examples. I have heard this described as, wait for it, the worst baseball injury ever, because worse than Tommy John. Well, sure. I, uh, I mean, in terms of like soft tissue stuff, like yeah, because it, it doesn't go away unless you do nothing. Like, you literally got to do nothing.
0: Great. Right. Well, so, also, like, with the Tommy John, you're on the shelf for about a year, and likelihood to return at pretty much 100% is pretty high. Yeah. But with the oblique, like, you could, like, think you're back and ready to go, and That's then all it. of a sudden you take a couple cuts in the cage, and then boom, you're out for another three to four weeks. That's it. Like, it's three,
1: four, or five weeks on the front end, and if you push it and test it with basically any baseball activity, you could retweak it, and it's another three weeks. It, it, just as
0: Tani says. And it, and it can mess up someone's entire season, and that's one of those things we never truly know, but the guy all of a sudden is like, yeah, my oblique was bothering me the whole year, right. and I re-aggravated it, I, and I had a bad season because I, of it.
1: I made a tiny adjustment, or I I was swinging the bat in fear for a month right, and exactly. a half. exactly.
0: That's the thing I was thinking about. Yeah, man. You're, you're worried about going too hard for it, and then you overcompensate, and then right. you got a hole in your swing. and Exactly. And, yeah, yeah.
1: and it can just mess you up, and because of the mental nature of baseball, it can just send you down a path of feeling lost so that 's why it has that that reputation as the worst baseball injury
0: do you want to reevaluate the floor of the Cubs season because injuries are a part of uh, floor scenarios so, you said their floor was eighty wins
1: so some of these suggestions are really great <laughs> yeah yeah
0: about just, the uh, just like it was two days ago you said it. maybe it was three days ago you said the floor uh-huh. i.e. the worst case scenario for the cubs was 80 wins and yeah. now you guys are talking about say suzuki I hear who you said is the most important best position player on the team right uh might have the worst injury in baseball yeah so, so maybe you're
1: the mush it's possible so um Scott Norwood, um, yeah, yeah, and Chris Webber, uh, Bill Buckner unfairly maligned after their after their very good career for a mistake.
0: That Escobar character,
1: yeah, Andres Escobar. Um, great suggestions here. Georgetown's Freddie Brown, he's the one who threw it into James Worthy's chest in the Michael Jordan Georgetown game. Okay, and Freddie Brown was a great Georgetown Hoya, but only remembered for that. Um, what Marsh- about bad, bad Leroy
0: Brown? Now okay. he was known as the worst guy in the whole damn town. It was the
1: baddest, yeah, guy,
0: and the worst, yeah. uh, in my opinion, yeah, my was, personal opinion. You guys always argue about was he that. Better, better than Garrett than mm. Garrett Cole. But generally, he was pretty good, except for that one day where he was really bad. Right, just, just stuck to him. Oh, yeah. He
1: had a pistol in his pocket and a he had a, he had a razor in his shoe. Athletic. You're telling me that's not that bad? Right. He stood about six foot four.
0: Yeah, I'm not
1: sure he was better than Garrett Cole though. I really don't think so. Ooh. Oh, God, that makes debatable. Me uh J- it's
3: From the south side of Chicago. That's a little different.
1: <laughs> Jim Marshall, the former Minnesota Viking. Went in the-, the wrong
3: way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, God, guy goes the wrong way. He was a finalist for the for the Football Hall of Fame, but, you know, mentioned Jim Marshall. Like, oh, yeah, that dude ran the wrong way. Um, and then, of course, Donnie Moore, who was a very good closer up until the point he wasn't and then ended up killing himself. Always leave him laughing. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> So about that floor. Oh, yeah.
1: what? <laughs> Damn it. We have a little more time, huh? Now, Steve, Steve Sachs mm-hmm. and Chuck Knobloch, mm-hmm. you know, good yeah. players, but the yips you think yeah. about. Mark yeah. Wallers. Mark Wallers, Thank you, Tanny. Good stall.
0: People are texting in Leon Letts. Like, having a blunder, but is that the thing that's singularly, like Tony Romo, people said him to hold. It's not the thing that singularly defines Tony Romo. It's... Right. It's different.
1: Right. They had
0: a bad thing, but.
1: Leon Lett's not a bad call, though. Leon Lett had a pretty. How long did Leon Lett play? uh, It's football now. I can get Danny distracted with
0: ease. Now listen. I I knew the the floor thing was ridiculous the moment (laughs) you said it. I'm not happy about, say, Suzuki's injury. I'm just Uh, happy that you're looking like you're wrong.
1: Are you less? Are you more happy about me possibly being wrong than you are unhappy about, say, Suzuki's
0: injury? (laughs) So, Leon Lett played 11 years, (laughs) 10 years in Dallas, and one year for the Denver Broncos. That's
1: a long, good career. That's a long, good career. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's the goof who celebrated and Don Mm -hmm. Beebe tracked his ass down.
0: That's exactly right. Uh, Oh, we got a break. That's too bad. Yeah, we learned something about how Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are approaching evaluating players in the draft. What does that say about them? What can you gain from it? It's the topic of today's Poles position next on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.